Welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today we have a very hot topic, my darlings. Not your job. Nanya. <laughs> what we found lately is that oftentimes, well, this characteristic has kind of been um, accentuated. It's always been around. But we have lots of people around that want to... Um, be in your business and make it their job to worry about you. But on the flip side of that, what we're going to talk about is sometimes personally, we make it our job to worry about other people. But can we first talk about the other people that are all up in our business? Sure. I mean, like, seriously, listen here, oh, bagger person, none your business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all need to walk around with what? (laughs) A no trespassing sign. Like, nope. You don't want to go there because trust me, if you open that door, I'm going to bring you all the way in and then you're going to be like, help, get me out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so we were just thinking if we all consider, maybe mentally picture this no trespassing sign. I mean, mine and my yard is turquoise. Um, It's painted beautifully. Um, It's pleasant, but it did scare the Amazon person to the point. Actually, we chated. We had one that was really aggressive looking on our front and the Amazon person left the package in the middle of the driveway and our driveway is super long. It is. Wait, now you have a pretty. Now we have a pretty one. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so cute. I love this image. Yeah. So we, we don't have to be aggressive about it with people. Oh, darn. And they shouldn't be aggressive with us. We can have a pretty yeah. And welcoming no trespassing sign. Is that where Nanya comes in? Uh, almost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the three things we are going to, we're going to talk about like three things today that are not our jobs. Oh, okay. And then we're going to talk about what is, what is our job? Besides making dinner and like carpool and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's that. That's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, it is not our job. To fix everybody else. But dang it, if it was, y'all, I have some pointers for you. Yeah, it's hard not to do this, especially in the current climate of our world. But you know that whole scripture, like, take the plank out of your own eye first so you Mm. can see right? I love, um, of course, the message translation, that Matthew 7 verse. It's like, it says, don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. I love that. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Mm, Ooh, I like do it. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? Mm. Mm. So I will say, if you do see your friend with a smudge or like spinach in their teeth, go ahead and let them know. Or like the awkward one is when the guy in front of you has their fly down. Like, oh, how do we address them? Oh, I don't know. I mm, Unless it's someone I know, I don't oh, yeah. feel like it's appropriate. I, but that, I have a hard time it being appropriate with someone I know because, yeah. Yeah. Because then it's even more embarrassing for them. Right. Yeah. I've heard like, you know, the barn door is open. Or X, Y, Z. Oh. That's what you say. Or that's what we said when we were little. See, you guys, she's teaching me something new. <laughs> I What do you say if someone's standing in front of you with their fly down? I, but you know what? If I mean, 
that could mean something totally different now and probably be lost on several other generations below me, right? So if I just walked up to some random guy, I was like, um, X, Y, Z, sir. <laughs> that could that could go really bad. We should totally go try it out. Oh my gosh, ah! we should. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got a soft track. So fixing everyone else, yes. Okay. Yeah, not your job. So we, you know, this is hard, but we should, as we've talked about before, stay in your own circle. And work on ourselves mm-hmm. and find humility and clean up our own faces, as the scriptures say <laughs> in um, in Matthew, and take the plank out of our own eye, the big board, and those sorts of things. We should do that. That is our job. That is our job. And I always think sometimes somebody is doing something, and unless it is going to physically or emotionally damage you, you might need to just let them go through with it, right? Mm-hmm. I try to pause and, and like look at all. I, I try now to pause. Like I've been working on it for about five minutes. So I just pause. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But learning to pause in the moment and decide I'm not their savior. Right. I don't need to save them from this. Exactly. Because sometimes you're getting in the way of God teaching them a really hard lesson. And like, you just don't want that lesson to happen for them. Like, oh my gosh, I know where this ends. But some people have to hit that wall. I mean, I've always been one. I think I've gotten a lot better. Praise Jesus. But that always had to learn the hard way. And I know people wanted to save me from myself and from my actions. And and like my parents or people around me. And thank goodness they were praying for me. But I just had to learn the hard way. Like I had to go there, experience it, be in the trenches and then say, oh, oh, I need Jesus. Okay. That's what they were talking oh, about. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> that does hurt, actually. Yes. So another thing that's not our job, and I think this is super appropriate as we begin like a new fall season, and then we're going to so quickly roll into the holidays where it can get so chaotic. Um, it's not your job to do every, vo- sign up for every single volunteer position at school or church or your neighborhood. And it's not your job to feel guilty about it when you don't do everything. Oh yeah. This is a perfect time right now as we're coming into this season to look at your plate and like really honor yourself in doing this and got it by looking at all the things that you have and deciding what you need to take away. And probably if you're adding something, you might need to remove two things. Mm, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a lesson for myself right now. Um, but I'm getting better at it, thanks to Allison. Well, another thing that that is your job um, to go in that direction is to find rest in your day and to not feel guilty about that. I love staying in Matthew, but Matthew 11, when it says, are you tired, worn out? burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I think oftentimes we think that Following Jesus means that we've got to do so many extra things that he hasn't called us to do, that really it is more about living freely and lightly in him. And I love that it says, come to me. And I think about when I'm about to add something to my schedule, do I go to God with that one and go, huh, 
is this a wise choice? Mm. Is this really what I need to be doing right now? And this comes back to what we've talked about time and time again, knowing your priorities, knowing what God has called you to do in this time. Okay. That doesn't mean you can't do all of this in one year, six months, five years, whatever. It just means that maybe right now is not the time. Yeah. Just because it's a no right now doesn't mean later on when your circumstances or life stages or, you know, your calendar opens up that you won't ever do it. No Mm -hmm. isn't no forever. Um, But you don't have to do everything. That's not your job. Yeah. And I have to say, it's actually been quite freeing. This has been my favorite thing to say to myself. And I've started saying it to other people when they're talking about things like, well, I just really feel like I need to help this person because they're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, not your job. Yeah. You know, like we do have certain jobs, but um, that really rolls into number three, not your job is wearing yourself, worrying about everybody else and this world, not your job. Right. And I don't want that. This sounds callous at first. Is that why I got excited? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much going on, but we we can't fix it all. Uh, we'd like to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I could write a list for you, like step by step, how to fix that. But the truth is, like I tell people um, callously, you know, uh, poop in one hand, <laughs> wish in the other, and see which one fills up first. You can want it so much for somebody. Yeah. But it doesn't really... If they don't want it, it's not going to help them. That's exactly right. And it doesn't mean that we're not called to do a few things for those people. We can't fix it. Right. We are, but we, there are some things that are our job. And one of those is we can come alongside and support people. Mm-hmm. But I think also, even then you can get, if you're not careful, if you're not going to God all the time and... I know this sounds crazy to some of you people, but saying, hey, God, is this where I'm supposed to be right now? Sometimes God says, I just need you to send a card done. That's it. You're just going to send a card. That is the extent of your job. That's right. And that is coming alongside someone to support them and encourage them, Um, which is the next one. Really encouragement. I mean, we are called to encourage others. What, you know, no matter what that is, maybe they are struggling with the fact that they can't volunteer and they don't feel because they're a full-time working, full-time mom, full-time employee, and they can't do as much as everyone else at school. Encourage them and say, girl, no worries. Like, you can do this instead, or we appreciate you sending in the $5. Like, encourage people where they are. That is something. Yeah. That is our job. And also, most likely, the place that you're supposed to help is a place that is just a natural rhythm in your life. For instance, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I homeschool my son. So I often find myself with other people's children who are working. That makes sense. Right. Right? It's a win-win. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing to me because my son is happy as a lark to have friends over, and it blesses them at the same time. Um, but if I were to say, Hey, I'm going to watch your son and I'm going to drop him off with a homemade meal and then I'm going to help him do his home. Not my job. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Drawing those lines, drawing those boundaries. That's right. And the, the third really important thing that is our job is to pray for people. Right. I mean, we can't do it all. We can't fix it all. We can't change it all, but we can pray for it all. Yeah. And I, you No, this is a touchy subject with me because (laughs) I think I'll pray for you can sometimes be a cop out. Right. But 
that's just my cynical side speaking because the truth is praying about it is the most powerful thing that we can do. But also don't use it as an escape. Or turn turn it into something that you feel guilty about, as we've talked about in other podcasts about prayer. I mean, don't think you have to keep a list like Santa Claus's long list of 550 things and pray for each thing individually because that ain't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we hardly have time to get to the bathroom some days, right? <laughs> in the mom life. But you can pray there. Yeah, you totally. <laughs> if you can, you might have some privacy in your bathroom. I don't know. Depends on what stage of life you're in. But prayer is is so important because it is taking it to the person, taking it to the Lord, who is the only one whose job it is. All the things, loving all the people, changing all the things. He is the one that can make the difference, and we make the difference by just loving, encouraging, supporting, and praying for others. Yeah, I'm going to give you an example because I'm I'm sitting here in my head like with this whole reel going about, well, how do we know when we should stop and when we should help? and when, blah, blah, Yeah, blah, let's you know? talk about That's important. So I was thinking, I know that I need to reach out to someone when God puts them on my heart or in my mind constantly. So, um, you know, I'm real stubborn. So sometimes it takes like three days in a row where God's like, what about her? What about her? What about her? Then finally, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I probably should have reached out on Monday, but here I am reaching out. What can I do for you? Or what's going on? So that's when I know. Um, if I'm in a group of people and someone's just like talking about something that just happened, I might not need to jump in right then. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel, why am I jumping in? Why am I saying the things I'm getting ready to say? Is it because it makes me feel better about myself? Is it because it elevates me to look like I'm better than everyone that's standing in this conversation. Does that make sense? It does. I think we can all be guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, like, oh, well, if I were you, I could just do this, this, this. And then people are going to go, oh, well, do you have experience with that? And then I get to suddenly share my perspective or my story that all of a sudden became about me. And that's what I need to probably have shut up about five minutes ago and just let them talk. But but sometimes it's not. And I think that's a a heart check and an individual thing. Because sometimes you just feel that empathy just overwhelms you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you just want to jump in. But we still need to be prayerful about that. Like, okay, but they might need to sit there for a little bit. And Uh this may be a better one-on-one or a card or whatever. Instead of just jumping in and inserting yourself into someone's life. And feeling like, oh, I can save the day. I know recently we had a situation where you and I were talking extensively about a need that was not being met. And uh, it, it would have kind of lined up with my circumstances, but also I my plate is too full right now. Mm-hmm. And so I... I think I said, not your job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not your job. Yeah. But it doesn't mean when we say that, it doesn't mean it's not someone else's job. And so that is another reason why prayer is so important. It's not just about praying for that other person, but praying that God will show you what is your job? What is he calling you to do? Who are the one or two or the population of people or whatever that may be that he is calling you um, to love on and to be the hands and feet with? So I'm going to, I'm going to have a conversation that you don't even know. We may not have talked about this before. Okay. One of the first times I met you, we were in a ministry meeting. This is after I had already spoken, um, 
for your Bible study. And you and I were talking with a ministry and they wanted us to do X, Y, Z. Like they wanted us to help lead the ministry. And um, I didn't know you too well at this point. And we all sat down and you said, here's the deal. I will love on the people. I will speak at your events. I will not do anything else. I will not set it up. I will not organize it. I will not. (laughs) And I was sitting there thinking, that seems pretty arrogant. Like, how does she think that she can say those things? And now I'm like, here's the deal. (laughs) Because you already knew. I have learned the hard way. You learned the hard way. You knew your boundaries. You knew your capacity. And there were other people that were gifted at those things that would not have done it if you would have stepped in and said, I'm going to do this. Well, I think, too, I am humble enough (laughs) to know what's not my giftedness. You know, like, I mean, I can plan your event, but it's probably not going to be that great because my mind is going to be on other things. Yeah, but you are also, you are gifted at lots of things that it takes to set something up, Mm -hmm. but you knew, not my job. And I can't, you can't, one can't do it all. And you were not coming from an arrogant standpoint, but I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, don't, aren't you supposed to be the one that does everything for everybody? Like, I'm pretty sure that's part of ministry. You humbly have to do everything. You have to be setting it up, mopping the floor, taking the trash out, greeting the people. And you have taught me, "Mm, nope, not your job, girl. (laughs) Oh, that makes me feel good. I, I did have to learn the hard way. Had to make a lot of mistakes and I had to... Oh, disappoint. And be really tired. And yeah, and be really tired. And then see the effects on my relationships, like Uh with my children, with my husband. And so I just like, let us share that with you. And if you're feeling that at this moment, then take a step back and write down all the things that you are doing. Yes. And then circle the five top things that are, that bring you the most joy that fill your cup that you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I can hardly wait to go do this. Yes. Circle those and cross off the rest. And then from here on out for this, for this remainder of this school year, if someone asks you to do something, go back to those five things and say, okay, does this request fit into the one of, into these five categories? And if not politely decline, because just because it's not your job doesn't mean it's not someone else's. Yeah. And Allow them to step up. Yes. And sometimes we step up because we're like, well, no one else is going to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? They're going to keep piling it on you. Oh, yeah. But also, um, I love that you just gave those ideas. And um, Allison's you know, way of declining is normally I would, but this time I can't. So for those of you that have a hard time saying no, that is a graceful way that Allison does it. But also... We over-explain ourselves way too much. Yep. It's none of your business why I can't do it. The answer <laughs> is I cannot do it at this time. Thank you for asking me. Thanks for thinking about me, but I can't do that. Then shut up. You don't have to say another word. They're going to look at you and you can look right back at them with a smile on your face. That's right. Yeah. That's so true. We don't need to offer excuses. Just say I can't. I Yes. I used to say normally I would, but this time I can't so much more. Now I just say, not my job. isn't as nice I think I've just gotten older and more tired (laughs) I don't have as much capacity but uh, whichever one it takes but just know you know here's the thing when you're prayerful and in communion and in conversation and in touch with God you are 
bound to be more confident about what he is calling you to, what your jobs are, and what they're not. And with that comes a lot of confidence, a lot of strength, and a freedom. lot of peace and freedom. Y'all, there's so much freedom in knowing where you are going and where you're supposed to be. I cannot, we can't gift it to you because if we could, we would. Oh my gosh, I so would. But I will say, start, if you are just worn out and you don't know which way's up, clear your entire slate. You can say, I'm sorry, at this point, I need to step back. No one needs your explanation. You only answer to God and um, your husband if he's at home. Um, I will say, this doesn't really apply to home stuff. You do still have to cook and clean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that yeah. that's another conversation. Right, that's a totally different <laughs> podcast. But please do yourself, give yourself the gift this year of peace of mind. And knowing where it is, for those of you that are still lost in translation, not sure uh, which way you're supposed to be going, clear your slate completely. Don't say yes to another thing until you sit with God for a long time. And I think that this actually coming off of, you know, the past year and a half that we've been through with COVID and quarantine and blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a good, we were forced to press the reset button. Yeah. Um, and so it's a really good time to revisit this concept and to implement it and to start fresh without just like saying, oh, I haven't done anything for so long. I'm just going to do this, 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 yeah. without any conversation with the Lord about it. Right. Because then you're just going to end up right back where you were maybe two years ago or... Yeah, you're going to take like five steps back. So I do have a good resource that I've used before, and we will figure out a way to share this on social media or um, through our website newsletter. Maybe. Yeah, you guys go um, to the newsletter and sign up for our news our website and sign up for the newsletter. So that way yeah. you can get all of our tidbits that you don't necessarily get on social media and in the podcast. We can send that out through, um, through our newsletter, and it's just a resource to help you kind of, um, oh, process and determine what brings you happiness and joy to help you figure out what those priorities should be in your life. Of course, those priorities behind, um, you know, God, uh, husband, if you're married and children, if you have them. So anyway, we needed this conversation for ourselves today. We appreciate you letting us bring it to you and we hope that it has blessed you in an incredible way. Oh yeah. And totally y'all it's September 14th. We are hanging with restored for moms and we are doing a um, talk on comparison, which kind of goes in line with this. So totally. um, check out our website. We have a link there to get to that event as well. Yep. We'd love to see you there in person. Yeah.